Football unites to kick racism off social media. I'm Stuart Hughes with a special Bees Bulletin. This weekend, Brentford will join the footballing world by turning off their social media accounts in a bid to combat the sustained and vile racist abuse directed at players, including our own Ivan Tony. The goal is to emphasise social media companies must do more to eradicate online hate. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and the other social media platforms are being urged to filter, block and quickly take down offensive posts and improve the verification of accounts. Ahead of the boycott, I spoke to former Brentford player Carly Osborne, who's now head coach of Brentford Women. I asked him what had led to the demands for a social media blackout. I think it probably reached a point um, many years ago when something had to be done about it. And the fact that we're still seeing it and having to players are having to experience it and go through these these things is tough. But um, you know that we're trying to we're trying to make a change, and, and the media companies need to do something, and uh, they need to do it now. And hopefully this is the start of maybe making that change. So you decided on a boycott. Do you think that's a good way of sending a message out to the social media companies and to people who call themselves fans but are responsible for some of this abuse to, to say that this is just not on anymore? I think as a start, I think there's a, a long way to go and a lot more that needs to be done. And I think, you know, the, the social media companies need to understand that this is something that affects players and people far beyond that one moment of maybe reading it or seeing it or hearing it it affects people and players for a long time and it sends players into games and and into into training and things like that with scars that they then carry from that being a former player myself obviously I've experienced it and I can understand and relate to the feelings of when you know someone who like Ivan Tony may receive it or Tarek Fossil or another player that receives online abuse I can relate to those feelings and, and it brings back those feelings for myself and I think the social media companies need to understand that players are, are more than just a, a tool for them to, to use. And likewise, I think same, the same with clubs. They need to understand that players do struggle with these things and, and it is emotionally draining. And I, I hope that the energy that's been shown in regards to things like the Super League gets shown in towards this because for me, this is a far greater problem that we're facing and that we're faced with and it needs to be done and it needs to be stopped. So take me inside your head as a former player of colour, as a person of colour, yep. what it feels like when you open up Twitter or Facebook and see something directed at you that is a violent abuse. It's horrible. It's, it's emotionally draining because it, you know, it happens more than once on most occasions. It's hurtful. It fills you up with anger. It fills you up with disgust. It fills you up with a lot of emotions, you know, to be judged by the colour of your skin is something that it's very hard to explain, to be honest. The good thing about it is players are able to speak out more, which is good. Players are willing to speak out on it more. Uh, but I think as a, as a community and as a, especially a football community, for the game to be good for everyone and to be a better place for everyone, everyone has to kind of stand up and, and be counted. And I think that companies, media companies, you know, some of the media um, agencies and things like that in general need to kind of listen to the people that are going through it and have gone through it and actually start kind of taking that, that advice from them because sometimes I feel there's a lot of box ticking and not always actually real want for change if that makes sense and I think that's the thing that needs to happen I think there's been a lot of talking for years upon years before I started playing and, and obviously even now now I've stopped it's still going on I think there's been a lot of talking but it's time now to see where the action lies and, and that's the only thing that's going to change it.
Because you, you mentioned action and, and Brentford, controversially to some people, stopped taking the knee. Yeah. But the club said very clearly that they would explore other avenues to, to get the message across. Do you yeah. think this is the sort of action that, that rather than a, a symbolic action on the pitch is going to be more effective in bringing about change? Yeah, I, th- I think, listen, there's, there's lots of different ways to, to, to do things and, and Brentford made a decision, you know, that they wasn't going to take the knee and, and we're going to do it a different way and, and that, that's absolutely fine. I think we have to create lots of different ways and, and take different actions in the terms of, you know, the knee symbolises something for people to relate and, and start asking questions, which then allows you to start having conversations. The media boycott is another way of raising awareness and, and hopefully showing the media companies that we're not going to accept it anymore it's unacceptable and something has to be done it's another way of creating a conversation which then allows you to find a way to to make change and hopefully find a solution and i think that's the biggest thing i think people have to understand that there's going to be many uncomfortable conversations for people that's needed in order to find a solution but finding a solution is what has to be done and is what everyone wants to be done and it's how we get there is is what we need to look for without wanting to defend the abuse at all mm-hmm. Some people will say, well, these players are paid a lot of money. Yep. They have a great life. And if they have to take a bit of stick online, well, is that's a small price to pay. What would you say in response to that? To somebody who would say, well, they just need to man or woman up yep. a bit and get used to it. I would say that's probably not the case. I would say, firstly, I think football players get judged and defined on the fact of how much they earn. I think that's a very unfair treatment. Yes, they do earn a lot of money for a lot of the work they put in. You don't just turn up one day and become a footballer. You've been applying your trade and learning this and dedicating your your whole time and life to this from the ages of kind of six to seven to, to when you hopefully make it and have a long career. But I think what people need to remember is players are people first. Um, and I think that's forgotten in the football world sometimes because they are. They're people before anything else and they have emotions, they have feelings. And as we've seen, sometimes when those things are kind of not noticed or not recognised and people can feel like they're, you know, they heard an abuse at a player, but ultimately it's his job. And we've seen recently how when things have become difficult for, for players and and them as, as people, we've had some tragic incidents. And I think people need to recognise that, that at the end of the day, players are human beings. So they go through all of the same feelings and experiences as every other human being does. And I'm sure if any other human being was at their place of work, they wouldn't want abuse held at them whether it be at a game or online and never be able to escape it. And I'm sure if it was any other line of work, it would be dealt with very quickly and very swiftly. But for some reason, people feel because they pay their money, they have the right to say and do what they want. And I'm, I'm not quite sure, because if a player went into their job of work, their place of work, should I say, and started hurting abuse what they get paid for, I'm, I don't think they'd appreciate it either. Because we do seem to have found ourselves in this strange world now where things can be said seemingly without consequence and thankfully we haven't seen it with high profile sporting stars but we have seen it particularly in the entertainment world that words do have consequences yeah Yeah, they do words do have consequences words are an extremely powerful thing Um, and I think sometimes that's forgotten and taken for granted but the main thing is you know it's about moving forward it's about finding a solution and it's about it's about helping people and and all people listen we're talking about football and and i'm talking about racism but we're talking about all online abuse here that's that's cost people and that's what needs to change and that's what needs to stop because whether you're a a footballer an entertainer or just someone who doing the pitch for example whatever it may be no one deserves to be abused and i think it's something that we all need to take better time in understanding and maybe just being a bit more appreciative of 
us as people and us as humans and just spending a little more time caring. In your work with Brentford women, given that you've seen yep. the effect that this can have, yep. is this something that you talk about with the women's team that they may not be receiving direct abuse, but they'd be exposed to racism online in other ways. Is this something you talk about and help uh, the players that you work with to process it and to, to if not understand it, at least turn off from it? Yeah, it, it is something that we, we talk about. It's something that I want to talk about more so they can be kind of prepared for it. And, and ultimately, my job as a coach is to, yes, make them better footballers, but also help them be confident and, and better people in a football environment. If I can help them anyway, I will. But the most important thing for me is I treat them as people first, like I said earlier, before the players. And as long as the person is in a good place, then the player will, will go and deliver what we want. And that's key. And that's what, that's what I need to do. You talked about action for... The average Brentford fan, for Brentford fans out there, it's not just a case of turning off social media. What can we as Brentford fans do this weekend to educate ourselves, if necessary, about what this boycott's all about? I think that's a very good point. I think, you know, turning off the social media and things like that is a massive part of, of it. But I think educating yourself is, is really important. I think the more people that can educate themselves on certain issues, people's culture, you know, where people may have been, history, because history is objective, it's important. I've spent a lot of time, you know, kind of researching history and, and looking into things in a different way to be me more informed so that I, whenever I speak about it, I'm in a place of good information and, and understanding where things can come from. And also that's allowed me to be comfortable having conversations, whether they be comfortable ones or uncomfortable ones. But ultimately, the reason I'm able to do that is because I want to do better and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm giving the right information to people and understanding where people come from. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's a key, you know, just taking that time to maybe kind of look into something different, learning a little bit of history and understanding why people may be faced with what they're faced with today. And finally, I would hope that the sort of people who would be responsible for this kind of abuse aren't watching because they are not welcome. Yeah. But what would you say to somebody before they press post or send who's written a message which clearly crosses the line? What would you say to them just before they press send? For me, I would say think about the actions that you take. Think about how you would feel if that was directed to you or, your, or a family member. Think about, you know, how the consequences that's going to have on somebody else. I'm a firm believer that a lot of the time people that do these things or say these things, they come from a place of self-projection where they may not be feeling the way they want to feel and project it onto other people or they may not be happy in a place where they, where they are, are at in life and again project that out to everybody else. And sometimes I think it's about looking inside and looking at yourself and, and asking yourself, why do I need to do this and, and what does this do for me? How does this benefit me? And maybe asking yourself the right questions can make a change in your decision. Bees Bulletin will be publishing the regular Matchday podcast after Saturday's game against Watford, but will otherwise be supporting the social media boycott this weekend. Because racism and online abuse has no place in football.